One of the things that many of us believe is that in order to attain wholeness or healing, we need to get rid of the parts of us that seem broken or unacceptable. The part of us that is deemed more acceptable is typically the part we most often lead from. For some of us, strength, ambition, and success gained acceptance and approval among our circle of friends and family. So we learn to ignore and push past any part of us that felt like weakness or failure. Maybe kindness, service, and overlooking the worst in others was admired. And so a strong, decisive no became unacceptable, putting our own needs first, ridiculous, and selfish, and directly addressing the worst in others, cruel. However we learned it, we all have a side of us we consider acceptable and let out in the light of our lives, while what feels wrong is left in darkness. The problem is that what's left in the dark has usually some very important element to it, something within that we need in our lives. But because we leave it in the dark, it morphs into something unhealthy that will eventually get our attention. We must be willing at some point to enter the dark places, face the monsters, only to find out that the monsters were really just young parts of us that were never allowed to exist. They were never allowed their place in the sun. Integration holds within it the idea that instead of getting rid of those broken parts, wholeness happens when we are connected to them. It's the idea that within the very parts of us we feel shame over, there lies some important necessary piece to what it takes to live in the world. And from personal experience, integrating the things that feel shameful, bad even, has been the key to healing. One of the multitudes of songs I carry in my heart is one by Michael W. Smith called The Other Side of Me. It's part of a trilogy he sings, which has impacted me countless times. This song has held a couple of meanings for me over the years. It has described a spiritual connection I felt, as well as the relationship I've had with my closest friend since fourth grade. However, recently it has taken on another level of meaning for me. It speaks to this need to integrate, to accept and acknowledge this other part of me more deeply than I ever have before. When attempting to live without this other part of me, I walk through life with a limp. This is a letter from one part of me to another that has been too often left in the darkness and longs to be left out into the light of day more often than not. So here goes. Hey, wait, hold up. Can we talk? I know you've been through one hell of a time. Too many of the what's and the who's you depended on as a reference point when taking one step after another in life have no longer been available. I've watched as, once again, your path took an unexpected turn into places others could not accompany you. 
We both know the point of doing most things for you is authentic connection. There's very little that matters to you beyond that. Honest engagement, fierce wit, humor, the stories of others, those are all sources of your inspiration. And actually, feeling loved is what gets your heart to open and creativity to flow. Being invited into people's lives and them moving close to yours provides a sense of home and belonging. All of these things lights that fire within you until you can no longer hold back and your pen flies across the page. But hey, look at me. You know that the most authentic type of connections do not come out from you editing your heart. It doesn't come from minimizing everything you feel within to make yourself more tolerable. I mean, do you really want to be tolerated or do you want to be loved? I know it goes against most things you've experienced and have been taught, but you really do not have to wait for people to get their act together for you to be able to show up how you really are. You don't have to wait for someone to recognize and deal with their own crap before calling it out when they put it on you. You don't have to wait for someone to learn how to handle the truth before you speak it. In that case, you might be waiting forever. And frankly, we don't have forever. You weren't meant to carry your words within so that others don't experience the discomfort of them or so you don't have to bear the brunt of a reaction rather than a response. So people get uncomfortable around you, huh? What do they get uncomfortable with? How deeply you feel? Whether that's anger or love? So what? They get uncomfortable with how direct you can be, how clearly your words land on the mark? Lucky them. Whether they recognize it or not, that's on them. It's not on you to live smaller and edit your life in any way. Discomfort is crucial to growth, and it is a critical part of the process it takes to become more of ourselves. Let them deal with what brushing up against your life brings up in them. That's their job. Yours is to live. I know you prefer leading with that softer side of you. It usually gets a better response, that's for sure. But too often, that better response is because you made people feel understood. It's not because they necessarily see, understand, or truly love you. It's the difference between what you can do for them versus who you are. I know, I know. Empathy and all of that. It's all pretty cool and nothing else has that amazing ability to enter into the experience of another and make meaning out of it. In one sentence or two, a person can suddenly see themselves in a whole new way and are free of the shame that has held them back. But remember, you also need to experience the same empathy from another. It's not your job to be the empathetic one. I mean, what happens the moment you decide to lead with me, the more direct side of you, the shoot from the hip, hey, that's not okay. Sit down until you can do that better side of you. When someone else's heart is at stake, you don't hesitate. You grab my hand and we are off. Your face is set 
and doom to anyone who attempts to stand in the way of that mission. You have absolutely no time for that kind of injustice. But when it comes to your own heart, what do you do? You leave me in the hallway closet. Somehow you believe that your job is to absorb all of the hurt and pain. However, years later, you're still absorbing the results of their issues that have never been fully dealt with. And year after year, the possibility of a life lived with the heart, fully alive, dwindles away. I want you to know that I see it. You're not alone. This past year has taken several unexpected turns. But it was because of me that you held your ground for months, refusing to back down. That night sky gave some relief from the fire you walk through every single day, and it was by no means easy. It was because of me that you showed strength without, even while you felt terror within, and then endured the crushing that took place when signs stirring hope proved to be unreliable. And how could you have known that holding your ground in such a personal way would impact those around you? I've watched you choose others repeatedly. For those who insist on putting forward their own interpretations of your life, you work to see past the accusations and understand their fears. Yes, I agree. They do need room just as much as you to be fearful and angry inside of relationship. But I also see the words you have within you and how you hold back. Knowing that if they are spoken, you're not so sure the relationship is strong enough to endure. You wonder if saying how you see things or what you experience just might forever break what little relationship is left. And so instead, you carry the weight of them within you. The words given to you were never meant to be carried within, but to be released carried by the wind and landing wherever they land. For those whose fear of reliving their past is touched by your present circumstances, you hold back, not wanting to be the cause of any more pain. But I have to ask, when will you choose yourself? When will you choose to say whatever you need? Even if the other believes there's no more to be said. When will you choose to love wide open, even when everything within you wants to retreat, close down, and shut the door? I know it's a lot easier to do that when you have people in your corner, but when that isn't available, I can help you still choose yourself. It's a lot easier when you don't give a flying monkey about what others think. I have a lot of heat around how much aloneness has made itself at home in your life. It's just not okay. The strength to endure and outlast is admirable. But the thing that gives us the ability to do that more than anything else is deep relationships. We're not meant to live alone. We're not designed to walk through life outside of connection with others. So the fact that you struggle makes complete sense. It's not a sign of weakness. It's just a sign of what you need. Editing, no doubt, has been a necessary survival skill for you. That's certainly not a fault. The thing is, your life is no longer just about survival. You're about to fully live. 
you're about to break into a life that is full on, the kind you've been longing for quite some time. And you're no longer going to wait around for those you hoped would come along. You just aren't. For your sake, please stop editing your interactions. Stop trying to protect others from discomfort. Discomfort from feeling like they are reliving past experiences when touched by your present one. Discomfort when you get direct. Listen, you cannot protect yourself either from the reactions of others, whether they are driven from fear or anger. I know it doesn't give you a place to belong, but then again, do you really want to belong to people like that? And by the way, when you do edit who you are, you're actually the one who leaves your own self standing at the door anyway, wondering when for your sake does she get to belong. The truth of the matter is belonging begins within. I'm asking you, please, please take me with you every single day. Look, I don't need to be front and center every minute causing conflict. But even when I'm not front and center, as you well know, I'm the backbone most people miss at first glance. And let's talk about that loaded adjective that was used to describe your speech and how it hovered right in front of you when attempting to create, suggesting that what drove your voice and your words was nothing good. Listen, your heart is safe whether people recognize that or not. If they don't, that's not an indication of the state of your heart. It's simply an indication of their worldview, of how they perceive everything around them. The struggle to put your pen to paper, your fingers to the keys, and your mouth to the mic is real, no doubt. And your attempts to edit at the same time you create certainly doesn't help the process. Say what you think and what you mean. Your growth area is not to craft hard truth in loving ways. You already know how to do that. Your growth area is to just say it and let go of the outcome. And by the way, you're doing way more than just writing and speaking. You're creating a life lived wide open. Hush that anxious editor within that fears specific outcomes. Don't let her need for control stifle the flow of creativity. And when she nitpicks at your heart and asks you to live small, don't listen. Remind her of the costs of a stifled heart, unable to fully live. For way too long, you've held back, unsure of how this unexpected turn in your life affects where you belong. And while I understand much of that is needed at times, I also want you to be aware of how alone that leaves you. Because as you know, you do not do well without people. Not without good people, authentic people, fiercely witted people, passionate, powerful, big story people. No, you must belong to your kind of people again. Don't give up. But it's okay to surrender. It's not all on you. Don't lash out, but it's okay to show what's in your heart. There actually are people who can handle it and won't shut down. 
and don't edit. There's nothing wrong with this side of you. You know the relief that comes from practicing courage and exercising your voice. You know the love you feel when others engage. You've tasted the freedom you feel when you live and love wide open. And you know that the birthplace of all of those is a life unedited. As much as you dare, don't give a flying monkey about what others do and think. Don't make changes to who you are for others. That has already cost you dearly. The people who value real over an edited version won't leave. So let's stop this editing crap, okay? I'm here to help you live your life and how others perceive it is beside the point. The point is to live. And I am betting everything I am on the chances that what you need will come for you. For all of us who are looking a bit closer at the parts of ourselves that have lived in the dark for far too long, may we learn the whole truth of who we are. And may we find the courage to walk that out in the light of day. You can reach out to me, Irma, at a heart for truth at pm.me. That's a heart for truth at pm.me.